It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now, Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. I love that song, one of the Vegas Golden Knights, theme songs of the year, and we are living in a golden age, I'll tell you man, thanks for joining us everybody, it is Pushing the Limits, a very special version of Pushing the Limits today, where we are going to have wall-to-wall coverage, and I promise you it's going to be the best coverage in the Valley, because we got some monster guests on the show today, exclusive interviews from what was a night that I certainly will never forget, a historic night for Vegas as the Vegas Golden Knights are your Stanley Cup champions. I've been waiting a very long time to say that on this show. It's certainly an emotional night for me, and I know for many of you as well, as the Knights have been such a huge part of this community, starting from day one, really, October 1. And I figured, what better person to have on the show today than to talk a little bit about that and what this championship means for him. Former Vegas Golden Knight, Derek England, will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. What does this win the Stanley Cup in Las Vegas mean for Derek England. He was such a huge part of year one, right? Such a huge part of year one. So we're going to be, uh, and, and years to follow, all due respect to Derek, but that speech he made October 1st, I'll never forget it. He's going to be joining us at the bottom of the yard. And then we have two brothers joining us on the show. And I can tell you right now, if not for the Maloof brothers, the Vegas Golden Knights would have never come here. They initiated contact with Gary Bettman. They are the ones who had that first meeting with Gary Bettman. They had a personal relationship with him, and I know Bill Foley, and there's a lot of other people that are big players here, but I promise you, if not for the Maloof brothers, the Vegas Golden Knights would not be here. They just wouldn't. Gavin and Joe Maloof are going to be joining us, exclusive interview with them on this show at the top of the hour, in hour number two. They were in the arena yesterday. They were teary-eyed, and and they are going to be joining us. Can't wait for that as well. We are going to have audio exclusive interviews that I conducted yesterday on the ice just moments after the game with Bill Foley, Kelly McCrimmon, players like Keegan Colasar. You're going to hear from Jonathan Quick, Logan Thompson, and the goaltender coach, Sean Burke. You're going to hear from them all this segment. Uh, I got it all for you, man. Um, And it was really uh, a special night last night. And I'll start from square one, you know, driving up to the arena, thinking about my days of being a Hartford Whaler season ticket holder with my dad. Um, I thought a lot about that. I thought a lot about my days in, 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 in junior high school and in high school, falling in love with the game of hockey, right? Falling in love with what I consider is the best sport in person to watch in the world. Maybe not the best sport to watch on TV, but in person, to me, there is nothing better than sitting behind the glass for an NHL hockey game. And I'm going to tell you, everybody in that arena is a, a night that they will never forget. Uh, crowd was great. I'm not going to be talking a lot about the insides and outs on the game last night, so I'll take a couple minutes now to do so. The Florida Panthers were without Kachuk. I said on the show yesterday that I didn't think Kachuk was going to play. I said, Paul Maurice is not going to play Kachuk. Why? Why? Even if he's hurt, they're going to play him. I said, because you're jeopardizing his career. That's why. Uh, 
Oh, you may never get back here. Well, that's true, but you may never get on the ice again if you get back out there and you do something worse to your back. Was not surprised to see that Kachuk was not in the lineup. The Florida Panthers had virtually no chance to win this hockey game last night with Kachuk not being out there. It's ask, it's, it's like saying for the Nuggets, Joker's not playing. Is it possible that the Nuggets could still win in the finals? Yes, but highly unlikely. And it was highly unlikely that Florida could do anything. I will give them credit for this. The first 10 minutes of that hockey game, Florida outplayed the Knights. And then they're on the power play. And then fans are worried. And then you're thinking about yourself. Oh, boys, are the Knights going to go down 1-0? And then Mark Stone... Uh, a, a play that maybe only Mark Stone could make where it's a shorthanded goal. And here's what it sounded like. This is Mark Stone in the shorthanded goal to put the Vegas Golden Knights up one nothing. Here it is. In the absence of Kachuk, looks back door, finds his man, kicked away! An aggressive left kick saved by Hill. Challenging the left side of the crease. And the puck did not come on goal. Now it's in the neutral zone. Panthers carry it back in. An errant drop pass. Gathered ahead. Stew on one. Stone with Stevenson. Stone stops, shoots. He scores! The double fist punt. The high five with White Cloud. The embrace with Stevenson. Short-handed goal. The and that was it. Mark Stone. That was it. That took the wind out of the sails of the Florida Panthers. They had no chance after that. Yeah, you could say the second goal was huge. The third goal was huge. The fourth. Okay, I get that. But... And I know Florida, you know, made it 2-1 to their credit, but that short-handed goal by Mark Stone, the captain of this team, set the tone for the rest of the game. The patience that he showed in the slot uh, was, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some of my friends. I'm sitting next to Chris Chapman and uh, from Lotus, and I'm, and I'm sitting next to Brian Feldman, who does a show here. I'm thinking to myself, did you see the patience that Mark Stone showed on that goal? I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, most NHL players will immediately shoot the puck, not Mark Stone. He waited until he had the best possible shot he could, and Bobrovsky had a rough night. <laughs> Bobrovsky had a rough night in front of the net, and uh, he had no chance there. And uh, that set the tone. Of course, Mark Stone had a hat trick, but that set the, stop, that set, set the stone, so to speak. See, I, I, I'm going to go with I that I see one. what you did there. He set the stone. Um, and the Knights dominated. I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, the Knights dominated. Uh, Aiden Hill was phenomenal. I think maybe Aiden lost a little bit of focus when you know the cup is in your hands and you have, what, a five, six goal lead. He let a couple slide in in the third, and that's going to happen. I don't blame him for that, and I don't blame the team. Uh, you know, you see that you're going to win the cup. The game is over. He knew. Instantly. Yeah. He was just like, okay, just, every, every, I'll, I'll give you a couple. It's fine. Absolutely. Everybody knew, and so I don't blame him for that. But uh, Aiden Hill was fantastic. I remember the first maybe six or seven minutes of the game, there was an odd man rush, uh, a two-on-one and a breakaway, and Aiden Hill made an unbelievable save. And, and who knows? Maybe we're talking about a different outcome. Uh, it, probably not, but maybe. And, and Aiden Hill was fantastic, as usual. Uh, it seems like every single play that the Knights score... Uh, that Jack Eichel is somehow in the mix and gets an assist. I mean, it just getting the points and, and, and it's just, it, he's been incredible. Riley Smith was very good yesterday. Carlson had a good game. Uh, Martinez had a good game. They were physical. They, they are and were the better hockey team. I've been saying that the whole series. And without Kachuk in the lineup, the Florida Panthers virtually had no chance. It was a big party at T-Mobile Arena yesterday and it was a lot of fun and, being able to witness it in person and to be able to go onto the ice, which they let the media members do uh, not too long after the game. I did that with the Washington Capitals, and although it was a surreal moment myself to see Alex Ovechkin carry the cup, it was 20 times better to see our own home team do it, and it was very, very special. So anyway, I get onto the ice, 
And, you know, let's give some uh, justice to to Dan Duva, because I love Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. We had him on the show yesterday. He comes on whenever I ask. He's he's a class act. And I want to play the call because we talked about it yesterday with Dan Duva. What's it going to sound like when you say the Knights have won the cup? And I I just want to play it for you. This was the call uh, with Dan Duva live in the 20, last 20, 30 seconds of the game yesterday. Have a listen to this. The noble charge from Bill Foley was cut in six. They talk about dreaming. The Golden Knights are going to make that dream a reality. A devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. in Golden Knights history comes in their sixth season. The Silver State is home to the greatest silver trophy in all of sports. There you go. He's right. He's right. I I, I want to continue to listen to Tan Duva because it gives me goosebumps. Anyway, great job, Duva. Great job. Great, great final call there. Uh, Giving due justice to uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, Dan does a great job. So I know that was a special moment for him as well. And he did a great job. So, you know, moments after the game, you're watching. uh, And by the way, for, for those of you that are wondering... I don't have a problem with Jonathan Marsha so uh winning winning the trophy. I really don't. Um you could have given it to multiple people, but I can tell you right now if the media didn't vote at the end of the second period, if they voted at the end of the third period, it might have gone to Mark Stone because he had the hat trick. But I'm I, I don't have a problem with Marsha so he was unbelievable. You could have given it to multiple people. You can make the argument to Aiden Hill. You certainly can make that argument. Jack Eichel had more points than anybody else in the playoffs. You could certainly give it to him and make that argument. Uh, even maybe an outside chance for a guy like Carlson, who had a phenomenal playoff. Phenomenal. But I think um, the guy that you have to give it to is Marcia So, and then you could make the argument for several other guys. But uh, Marcia So certainly deserving. Although I think he has more, he had more kid, he has more kids than goals this year. I don't know, but uh, cute kids, by the way. I'm really happy for Jonathan Marcia So, an original misfit. I'm happy for Mark Stone, who had the game of his career. There's not many players. Uh, in NHL history that score a hat trick in the NHL finals, particularly in a closeout game. Mark Stone was phenomenal. Aiden Hill was phenomenal. Uh, Cassidy, you know, who am I to criticize this Vegas Golden Knights team, right? It's like, and listen, everybody has the right to be critical at times. And I'll be the first one to admit, I had two big criticisms. I had criticisms the way they got rid of uh, Gerard Gallant. But then they get this guy Cassidy in here who might even be a better coach than Gallant. Uh, so who am I to criticize that decision? I love Gallant. I didn't like the way they, they, they fired him, but they've made up for it tenfold with this guy, Cassidy, who I am on the record as saying was a phenomenal hire when they originally hired him because he was so close to winning a Stanley Cup in Boston. And then I think of the decision they made getting rid of Mark Andre Fleury, but then all the, uh, goaltenders that have come through here and the five goaltenders that were used throughout the year, have been nothing short of phenomenal as well. Aiden Hill's been unbelievable. Brisbois was, was was fantastic. Logan Thompson, an all-star from AHL to an NHL all-star. Who am I to criticize a team that has gotten to the Stanley Cup Finals twice in six years, the Western Conference Finals four times in six years, and now they're Stanley Cup champions? I mean, <coughs> excuse me. It's incredible. 
A plus job. Cassidy management. You you can't say it any other way. So after the game, I had a chance to go on the ice. And it's kind of a free-for-all. You go up to as many players as you can, as many people as you can. But I think it's it, Bill Foley would be the first person that, that I wanted to talk to. And I got right up in, in his face and talked to him. You know, not in a confrontational way, of course. I love Bill Foley. And I had a chance to catch up with him and, and, and had a few moments. And I asked him a few quick questions. And again, emotions are high. This is literally, literally like minutes after they won the cup. And I'm on the ice. So I go up to Bill Foley and here's how it went down. Mr. Foley, going back to October 1, year 1, there's a lot of emotional people here that have such a big connection with this team. What would you say to them today? This is such an emotional day for them. What would you say to the victims of October 1 and what's going through their mind? What what would be your message to them? Well, my message, really my message is we came here and the team was brand new. Our team didn't know anybody. We hadn't been in the community. And we went to our guys after that massacre. And we said, let's get out in the community. Let's go to the Civic Center. Let's go to police stations, fire stations. Let's go to the hospitals. Let's integrate ourselves in the community. And a lot of people said, well, what are they doing here? We're being part of the community. That's been our goal from day one. And we are part of this community. What would you say, Jonathan Marchessault, an original misfit, winning this trophy? What does that mean to you? I mean, he started from day one, right? Oh, Marshy is one of my favorites. He's a he's a sniper. I get after him once in a while about you know turning it over and doing this and doing that. But he is such a player. He's such a such a strong guy. He's a he's a force in the locker room. You made the prediction we're going to win a cup within six years. I want your second prediction now. How long will it take to win a second cup? Give me a month or two. I had to ask that question. I got to put that. I got to put that one on Twitter. That was fun. Uh, I had to ask him that. He did say within six years uh, they're going to get a cup, and and he was right. I had to ask him uh, how long uh, he'll make a prediction. Foley's not shy of making predictions. Um, I got to tell you, it's very difficult to win a second cup back to back and win a second cup even within five ten years. Ask most franchises; they'll tell you that. But. Uh, you keep this staff in place. I have no reason to believe that the coaching staff is going to be <laughs> changing anytime soon. But I did catch up with Kelly McCrimmon, the GM here, and he's going to have some very difficult decisions to make, particularly who's going to be between the pipes for next year. I did get into that with him a little bit. It's very difficult to ask him about those types of decisions when they're celebrating winning a Stanley Cup. So, but, but I did ask that, but I did get a chance to catch up with Kelly McCrimmon, which I appreciated. Uh, obviously you, you won't catch Kelly in more good spirits than he was last night. And, uh, here's how that interview went down with the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights and the man really responsible for the most part of assembling this team and, uh, this coaching staff. Here is my interview yesterday on the ice moments after the Knights won the Stanley Cup with Knights general manager Kelly McCrimmon. We're here with the man who in charge of this organization for the most part, Mr. McCrimmon. What did it feel like to carry the Stanley Cup? Well, childhood dream for all of us, right? So uh, a little overwhelming when it uh, actually happens and uh, just uh, tremendously gratifying. Really uh, happy for uh, our players, for yeah. our Bill Carroll Foley, for George McPhee, for you know, our uh, scouting staffs who are all here uh, with their wives, which is awesome. Uh, my own family is here, so I, uh, yep. I really uh, value that. And, uh, you know, those are the things that, uh, you know, for me, matter here tonight. I'm really, uh, really, really happy for our players. If somebody told you you'd have to go through five different goaltenders throughout the season and yet you'd win the Stanley Cup, 
If I told you that at the beginning of the year, would you have believed it? Well, it was uh, it was funny because you know we had so many injuries to our team all year. Yeah. Goaltending up until the All Star break was Aiden Thompson or Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson never had another goalie. Right. Got to the All Star break and all of a sudden we couldn't hardly keep two healthy. Right. Right. So the the, the interesting thing is how good our goaltending was, even though a guy might only play two or three weeks before he got hurt and the next guy would go in and uh, you know just the way it played out Laurent Bressois yeah. started the playoffs had a great series against yeah. Winnipeg probably out dueled Connor Hellebuck uh, get to round two and uh, uh, you know Laurent gets hurt in game three and then Aiden comes in so. I know today's not the day to be asking you about decision making however with that being said you know it's part of the business you're going to have to make a lot of difficult decisions with that position in the next several months I mean from your spot, you have a very difficult job, right? But has that even entered your mind even before today? Well, it's not going to be part of my life for the next few hours, I'll tell you that. Right, right. Uh, we got a lot of business that's going to happen here in a hurry. The NHL draft, the sure. NHL free agency. So, you know, this isn't uh, yeah. a situation where as a manager you're going to be able to put your feet up for uh, sure. a couple of weeks and enjoy it. It's going to be sure. uh, hit the ground running with uh, the next item of business. Last question, Mr. McCremmon. There's a lot of people that have a huge emotional connection to this team. October 1, year 1. I'm one of them. I went to a preseason game. Instead of going to that concert, it might have saved my life. Uh, I want to hear your message to those people out there that have such an emotional connection to your hockey club. Can you? Can you? What is your message to them? Well, you you felt the energy in the building tonight. I think that uh, since year one, this team has been special for our fan base because it was born here. It's Las Vegas. It belongs to them, and it's uh, different than a franchise relocation. Uh, you know, it's just been a it's just been a great connection. Our players to the city. Uh, you know, right from year one, one October, and the tragedy there, and and then the success of that team, and you know, it just it's really been uh, it's been there from the beginning. Today, after the game ended, I couldn't believe how long the building was still entirely full. You know, just uh, some things like that. So that's uh, my thoughts on that. Congratulations. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. There you go. General Manager Kelly McCremmon. Uh, he's right, by the way. Uh, every, it seemed like every single fan in that arena, and by the way, there weren't many Florida Panther fans in there yesterday, I'll tell you that. Uh, it seemed like every fan uh, in the arena was there for at least an hour after after the final second, uh, which is really cool, and it's a testament to uh, the Vegas locals, and 90% of them in, that, in T-Mobile Arena yesterday were Vegas locals. So listen, Kelly McCrimmon isn't going to get into his thoughts on, on what he's going to be doing with Aiden Hill. It's going to be a financial decision. Uh, obviously, we'd love to see Aiden Hill in net next year, but I don't know if they're going to be able to afford him. The man deserves to get paid, and he will get paid. Uh, Logan, hey, it's not like they don't have a capable goaltender in net. Uh, listen, if Logan, I, and by the way, I love Logan Thompson, and we're going to hear from Logan Thompson. He's a great dude and, and really talented and a really good goaltender. I mean, he was one of the best in the league this year before he got hurt. Um, so they're going to be okay. Do they win the Stanley Cup if Logan Thompson's in net? I can't answer that question. I don't know. We know Aiden Hill did. So you'd like to see Aiden Hill come back. In the perfect scenario, you'd love to see Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. Uh, but uh, like it was at the beginning of the year. But again, it's going to be a financial decision. And Aiden Hill deserves to get paid. He's a Stanley Cup champion. I mean, he uh, on the highest stage and in the most difficult uh, situation, Aiden Hill came through. And he came through in a very... Very strong way. All right. Last uh, manager, coach, manager you're going to hear is somebody that maybe I'm a little bit biased to. 
My friend Brian Slipbox says a little bit. Uh, my friend Brian Slipbox says, "How many times are you going to mention Sean Burke in a show?" Well, I'm going to mention him here uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, he's the goalie coach, and you want to ask uh, any coach within the Vegas Golden Knights organization that maybe had the most difficult job. It was Sean Burke. They went through five goaltenders this year. What a job that Sean Burke did. So I had a chance to catch up with him, and mark my words, he was a huge impact on Aiden Hill. We've heard the relationship that Burke and Aiden Hill have. They have a very tight relationship. They've known each other for years. So you got, I'd have to think that Burke was was a big part of that. So I caught up with Sean Burke, the former Hartford Whaler netminder now, Vegas Golden Knights goalies coach, and uh, this was moments after they won the Cup. Here it is. Right, we're here with uh, Sean Burke. Sean, if I told you when you got here that you would have had to have gone through five different goaltenders, and here you guys are sitting winning the Stanley Cup, what, what would you have told me? Well, I don't think we could have imagined that. Obviously, you know, we came into the year knowing we were going to have to have uh, contributions from some different guys, and, you know, the way it worked out, I mean, I'm so proud of the guys. Every guy that stepped in there did a great job, um, supported each other. Adding Jonathan Quick was another level for us to have that guy with an experience around, and then, of course, the guys that played Hilly and LB and LT an all-star first half of the year I mean it was uh, it was a special year what was it like for you I'm just curious carrying the cup that moment for you must have been pretty spectacular what did that feel like well other than having a bad shoulder not being able to get it fully up it felt unbelievable uh, you know again I, I think that what you really think about is all the years you've been at it and all the people that have supported you and been around with you some that are gone uh, so that, that's what I found myself thinking as well what a great what a great experience but also what a great thing to share with everybody sure. else I hate to ask you this question but I have to Knights fans are going to be wondering boy who's going to be in net next year and I know tonight's not the day to think about that I get it but I have to ask you what would you say to Knights fans out there? I mean, you have so many good, capable goaltenders right now. You have a very tough job, so does McCrimmon. Yeah. Well, that's what I would say, that we're going to be in good hands, whoever we have. I mean, you know, obviously, Logan Thompson's with us for another couple seasons. You know, whatever happens with Aiden Hill, we all saw what he could do. You know, we've got yeah, Yuri Pater in the system. We've got we've, we've got a great uh, crop of young guys as well. So that'll play itself out like it did this year. Um, just hopefully we get the same, you know, sort of luck at times and also the same contributions. Last question. You've been in this town a while now. What do you think the parade is going to look like oh. on Las Vegas Boulevard? <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I mean, you know, what a great what, what a great story for, you know, for the Foley family and everybody that's been involved from day one. Misha Donskov. I think of people like Vaughn Carpin, who I played with back in the 88 Olympics, who've all been a part of building this. So whatever that parade's like, I tell you, it's, it's well. All right, there you go. He said, well, we'll see it. We'll see you later on. <laughs> I talk to Sean all the time because uh, being a former Hartford Whaler, he always jokes with me every game when I see him before a game of which Hart former Hartford Whaler players are in the arena. Most of them scouts, coaches. So we always joke around about that. Sean's a great guy. A lot of great people within the Knights organization, and Sean is certainly one of them. All right, let's move on to the players now. We got to go here. Let's uh, start off with uh, Keegan Colasar, who I think had the uh, arguably the biggest biggest hit in Vegas Golden Knights history. He's the one who put that hit on Kachuk. Uh, Keegan Colasar. 
Mr. Colasar, i got to ask you, what would it feel like to carry the cup in front of these fans? It's the best thing in the world. I don't know if anything will ever come next closer. Some Knights fans are saying the hit you had on Kachuk was the biggest hit in the history of this franchise. Can you comment on that? I don't know if it's the biggest <laughs> hit in the history of the franchise. All I know is that I, I wanted to do anything I could to win. And you know what? They do the same thing. And look where we are now. What's it like for somebody that's never won a championship? There's a lot of great hockey players out there that have never been able to carry the cup. I mean, what? How can you put it into words? It's an honor. I, I mean, we're going into history now, right? Our names are going to be etched into history forever. This is an unbelievable feeling. This was your dream growing up as a kid, right? I mean, I'm, I would imagine you dreamed of this moment, right? So, what does it feel like to actually live in the moment? Something you dreamed about as a kid, playing this game. I never thought it was possible. Honestly, growing up, I never thought I could be here. Never thought I could do it. Oh my God, it feels good to be here. Talk just to me a little bit about the coaching staff, your teammates. My understanding is you guys have a lot of fun off the ice. The chemistry, just the camaraderie. What do you think it's going to be like the next couple days, the parade, just being with these guys? I haven't even thought that far. I'm thinking of the moment. I'm looking for my family. I want to get my family and take a picture at the cup. Uh, there's a lot of things I want to do right now, but I want to live in the moment right now. Right. Thank you very much. There you go. That's when you say goodbye. <laughs> by the way, he's like, I want to be with my family. All right, I better get the hell out of here. I love Keegan Colasar, by the way. And yes, that hit against Kachuk was the biggest hit in the history of the franchise. Let's. Uh, is that what broke his sternum? I believe so. Yeah, <sighs> I believe so. That so uh, Keegan he, is an unbelievable athlete. He's very physical. So that hit was in three, right? Yeah. As so he, game three and game four, he wasn't right, and I think he aggravated it and he made it yeah. worse. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, goaltenders, by the way, uh, here's a guy that knows what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, his name is Jonathan Quick. Uh, he's got a few in L.A. Uh, caught up with Jonathan Quick after the game. All right, Jonathan, you've been here before. <laughs> you know what it feels like to win a Stanley Cup. How happy are you for your teammates, guys, that have never been here before? I mean, it's, yeah, it, like, it's it's an unbelievable feeling. I know it's, uh, um, I've been fortunate to be part of teams that have done this a couple times, and but this feeling doesn't get old, right? Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. we've got guys doing it the first time, a couple guys doing it the second time, and, you know, Marty third, Phil third, right? So it's, it's just fun to be a part of the group uh, as a whole, and you know how much hard work goes into it, so it's, you know, you're happy for all these guys, all their families. Aiden Hill's play, I mean, spectacular, right? A a as a goaltender yourself, you know what it takes. Yep. Just talk a little bit about the way he played the last month. Uh, I mean, he, he was... He was amazing. Uh, plain and simple. He, he just, when we needed saves, he made the saves. Um, you know, it didn't matter the moment. He, he stepped up to every challenge that came his way. And it, it, it was fun because you, you get to see the, the work he puts in every single day and, um, you know, how much he, he does to prepare to, for, for every night. So uh, to see him be able to lift that Stanley Cup, you know, it's just you're, you're happy for him and his family. And, you know, you know how, how much he earned it. When you, when you first joined this organization, did you think that this team could go as far as they did and win it all? I mean, I, I knew they were coming in. They're one of the top teams in the league, right? Like, they're, they're every year since they've come into the league, they're, you know, they contend for the Cup. So, um, you know, obviously that's that's exciting, stepping in and, uh, you know, helping out a team that's already, the, you know, that caliber. And um, But, you know, it's... Every year, there's you know, there's a handful of teams like oh they can win they can win you know and it's just whether it's your year or not and you, you catch the bounce or not and you know it's uh, you know we, we you know we earned it we worked for it and you know it, it's one uh, we get to enjoy. Thank you, John. What is it?
There you go. Jonathan Quick uh, knows what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, when he was in his prime, he was the best goaltender in the world. And the fact that he's he was on this team this year certainly uh, helped. Uh, that would be an understatement. Uh, we're going to uh, hear from more players, and uh, I'll have some more audio for you later in the show. We'll hear from Logan Thompson. I, I, I caught up with him. Uh, Mark Stone, the members of the team, what were they doing? How, how long were they parting? We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. We have information on the parade we'll share with you. Um, and we have some audio from the locker room when, when the champagne was flowing. Uh, so we got a lot more to get to. Coming up next, though, uh, a Vegas Golden Knight that every fan knows. Of course, I'm talking about Derek England. What does this championship mean for him? The former Vegas Golden Knight will be joining us next. we got the Maloof brothers in hour number two. We'll take a quick break. Be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? And you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well, so I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware. Go Bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. 
everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Vegas Golden Knights, your Stanley Cup champions. Very special day for the organization, for the city, and uh, very much deserved. Exciting day. We got the Maloof brothers, Joe and Gavin Maloof, joining us in hour number two. But, you know, when I think of the original Misfits and I, and I think of those players and their faces and those that meant so much to the community, particularly year one, October 1, I, I think of Derek England. I think of the speech he made in the season opener. And, and you know, there wasn't a dry eye uh, in the entire arena, me being one of them. Very emotional. And uh, this guy has called Vegas his home for many years now. And it's certainly a pleasure on a day like today to have uh, Derek joining us on the line. Derek, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Very, very fun day. Uh, I guess let's start from day, uh, from, I guess, from square one. Uh, with the game last night, Derek, I know you were at the game. Uh, was there a moment in the game, the first moment that you said to yourself, okay, I think we got this. I think this is our night. Yeah, I think uh, I, I was I was actually pretty confident going into it. Uh, I know Florida was pretty banged up, uh, missing one of their top players and stuff, but uh, you can never take them lightly. They came out uh, really hard. That uh, Hill had to come up huge with a couple big saves. Uh, early on and I would, I would say probably midway through the second period uh they got going and once it got up to 4-1 i thought uh you know this is uh they just gotta hold the hold the ship steady and i wasn't expecting them to put up five more but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah you know it's uh never a bad thing to be up to a you know 6-1 you know wow. it, they they fought back a little bit but um you know the party kind of started early in vegas uh after that second period what is it like for you, Derek, as such a huge part of, of this city and this franchise, the final 20 or 30 seconds when, when it's actually a reality uh, and you see guys like Stone carrying the cup and, you know, McCrimmon and, and the coaching staff and, and, and many of your friends, right? Like guys like Jonathan Marcheseau and Carlson. What was that like for you to be able to witness that in person? That was awesome. It's, um, you know, obviously you want to be out there. It sucks. Uh, I never got a, a chance to uh, lift it uh, in my career, but uh I'm blessed to be uh, still with the organization and and here in the city I love that uh, I'm able to take that all in, be a part of it on a different side, and and just see those guys like you said that I I got the thrill of playing with that first first three years, especially that first year, and um, to see them out there, uh, Marchie with the con Smythe and all that uh, was pretty amazing. Let's talk about Jonathan Marsh. So your former teammate, uh, I mean, this is a guy that's had an unbelievable playoff run. 
what can you say about him, his character, and his play in the most pressure high moments? No, he's a he's a gamer. He, you know, he's not uh, he's not the biggest guy out there. He knows it, but he plays like he is. He, um, you know, he's all over the ice. Uh, you know, he can't uh, take anything away from his line mates. I, I know Michael's got a uh, a skill set that not many have, where he can you know hangs onto the puck and draws guys to him, but. You still got to be able to put the puck in the net. And Marchie, Marchie's done that. Uh, I would say one of the most consistent guys every year and year in and year out since he's been here. You know, yeah. he's always finding the back of the net, and and it seems like uh, the bigger the game, the the bigger better he is. Yeah, no question. Um, if you're just joining us, former Vegas Golden Knight Derek England on the line. So, Derek, I think everybody would agree, or, or most people would agree, there have been a couple questionable decisions that the Knights have made, right? The way Mark andre Fleury left, the firing of Gerard Gallant. But in a way, is this kind of retribution, you think, from a Kremen, and, and you kind of say to yourself now, okay, we can let that stuff go with what the Vegas Golden Knights have accomplished in the first six years here? Yeah, I think... Um I don't know if you call it questionable. I would say more hard decision they had to make. Um, you, you know, I love Turk and I wish him the best. Uh, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a business. It's a, and everyone knows that, you know, the, the flurry trade, it's tough to Nate Schmidt, you know, patch ready, all that. But, uh, it's hockey decisions that, uh, they had to make. Uh, and, you know, you look at the team now, I don't think there's a deeper team out there when they're healthy. Um, you know, I read an article this morning that um, it's the best five-on-five team in the, I forget how many years, the last little while. You know, they're they're plus eight over, I think it was Boston in 2010, 2011 at five-on-five goals. So mm-hmm. that just shows for the depth and uh, the guys that they brought in. They made some changes uh, over the last couple of years to, to really fine-tune uh, the all overall game that uh, they, they showed the last... Uh, you know, five games in this series. Even you go back to that game six against Dallas, it was a, it was another level they got to. They, uh, you know, that game six against Dallas uh, was a perfect game, and and they carried that over into into the the, the finals against Florida. No question. Uh, what do you think about Cassidy's system? He seems to be a guy that, while he holds players accountable, the players have a, a, a respect for this guy that maybe you don't really see it on a lot of teams. What do you make of Cassidy and his system and what he's been able to do this year? Oh, I think it's been remarkable. Um, you know, I, I remember um, watching camp from up in the office and, and just seeing the drills he does. And uh, You know, I think over the past few years, we maybe weren't as uh, desperate in front of their net in front of our net. And I think Cassie came in and instilled that through practice and, you know, every drill it's going to the net, getting there, making it hard on goalies. And, um, you know, that, that stands out first. And then, you know, everyone knows Jack Eichel's a, a highly gifted generational player and the way that Cassie's systems, you know, he's a, perfect 200-foot player. All, all of our centermen are, but, you know, he's really instilled that 200-foot game in, in all the big guys, and, and they bought in, and, you know, it's paid off now at the end of the day. Where will Derek England be on Saturday for the parade? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'll be uh, somewhere in there, I hope. Uh, we'll, we'll see where they throw me. Uh, I'm just, uh, just happy to be part of it, even if it's just uh, taking it all in as a as a fan too, um, you, you know, the city has been remarkable over the six years and 
I'm just anxious to see uh, the turnout, uh, how that's going to be. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I think it's going to be bonkers. I agree with you. You know, as I tell people, Derek, uh, you know, I, I, I was invited to the Route 91 Festival, and instead I went to, as you recall, there was a Vegas Golden Knights preseason game that I believe you played in, uh, that yep. game, and, and I was there. And, and I, I left a little early. I drive home, and then all of a sudden I, I see the tragedy and what was taking place, and I, I say to myself, man, I could have been at that festival. I know I'm not alone. There are thousands of people like me, and, and, and your speech uh, will never be forgotten uh, on the season opener. Uh, so you have that huge emotional connection with, with the city, and the city has it with you. So that makes, to me, that makes this even, even, even more special. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on that? No, yeah, I, I, like you, I was. Uh, me and my wife were supposed to drop uh, her family off at our house with the boys, and we were supposed to go meet some friends down there. So uh, I don't know what. Uh, we got home and sat on the couch and never made it down there and, and just went to bed early and, and we're woken up with the, the news of what was going on. So, um, you know, it's, it's crazy to think that we could have been down there. And, um, but yeah, that speech, uh, you know, it, it, it's not hockey, but it's probably going to be the, the top moment of my career. You know, hockey, sure. I'm not going to say it's easy, but, um, speaking in front of 18,000 plus people is, is definitely not my, uh, my uh, normal everyday thing. So it was difficult, to, but at a tough time, you know, you still hear people uh, thanking you for the speech and it's, you know, and what the, the whole organization did uh, after the October one, um, you know, and it's, those people will not, not be forgotten. And, you know, I'm sure uh, they, they had a lot to do with this year too. The, the people that were lost there and, and, and the team, uh, you know, will always play for those people. Yeah, and, and I think that's so great. A couple more quick questions for you, Derek, and then we'll let you go. We appreciate the time. Uh, talk to me a little bit about Bill Foley. I mean, he said from the beginning that he wanted to win a cup within six years. I asked him yesterday, how long till the second cup? And he kind of laughed and he said, I'll let you know in a couple months. But, but you know, <laughs> that, which I thought was a funny answer. But Bill Foley seems to be a very genuine guy. He has a great relationship with, with his players. What are your thoughts on him and what he's done here as the owner of the Knights? Yeah, it's it's been amazing. I you know I didn't really know anything about Bill before before I got here, but uh, you know even during hockey I didn't know as much as I do now, being on the more the business side and the, the community side, and you know the hockey team's no different than any other thing that Bill has done. Um, you know he doesn't dip his toe in; he goes in head first and uh, and demands success out of everything he does, and and. You look at all the ventures he he's been on. Uh, most of them pan out, and and the night's no different. Uh, yeah. He's all in, no matter what it takes to win. And you need that in an owner. You know, you need uh, uh, someone that's gonna be okay with some changes or or whatever. And and he's been all in. And uh, you, you know, I never thought in a million years the first year we'd make the playoffs, let alone the final. And you know to he said playoffs in three years. We, you know, it was nice to exceed those expectations, but I would have never guessed six years uh, to the day. I guess you put it out there in the, in the, in the universe and, and things happen that uh, you put out there and yeah. uh, no difference from uh, last night. Yeah, no, no question. All right. So I've been hearing that Alec Martinez has been, uh, he's going to be throwing some parties over the next couple of days. You're Derek England. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, any, what do you got going on here the next couple of days? I know you got your family and, and everything, but uh, any, any fun parties lined up yet? I'm just curious to an outsider looking in. 
Man, I'm I'm just waiting. Yeah, the kids. I was up at the uh, at the tennis courts at eight this morning with my one son, and right now I, right now I'm sitting at Faith Lutheran watching my other son play flag football. So I love it. Um, a lot of family stuff, and uh, you know I I'll see what happens, but I'll probably uh, we'll see what happens Saturday. But I'm sure it'll be a long day yeah. that day. Well, you got a great family, Derek, and, and you're loved within this community. You know that, and uh, certainly appreciate you joining us. Very fun time to be a Vegas Golden Knights fan and always appreciate the time when you've come on the show, Derek. Thank you so much and enjoy it and enjoy your family and enjoy the day. Thanks, Derek. I appreciate you. No problem. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, that's Derek England, class act. Great guy. I do wish he was still on, on the team, by the way. Uh, I thought he got kind of a raw deal going there, but, uh, but, uh, we won't get into that, but Derek is a great guy and he's a, he was a, a really good player. I mean, he, he was a journeyman, right? He played for the Wranglers for a short period of time and, and uh, he was a big part of year one, man, from an emotional standpoint, physical guy, really, really good pro, the ultimate pro, really good player. But uh, we wish Derek the best. He's got a wonderful family. By the way, I like his, uh, are they Finley commercials? The car commercials he does. I'm trying to remember if it, I don't remember what, I don't remember what, uh, I don't remember what car uh, commercials he did, but the, the commercials with his kid are, are absolutely awesome. They're numb check. I know you know the commercials I'm talking about, right? You know I know the commercials. About. I can't yeah, think yeah. of who it is, though. You know that. But no, Derek's a great guy. And um, we have people like Derek in this community, you know, whether they're former professional athletes or current professional athletes, people that have wonderful families that are good fathers, good husbands that care about this community. I didn't even, you know, I should have asked him about this, his charity work. Last time he was on, I talked about his charity and his charity work and the money he raises. Um, that's the kind of guy that is a role model. That is the kind of guy, the type of character and the type of people that we want in this city. You know, Derek is that guy. So we really do appreciate him coming on. And we know how, how special this is for him. We know how much this means to him. Um, and to see him in the arena rejoicing and celebrating with, with, uh, you know, with his family and with friends that, that was really cool to see as well. Um, listen, I, I hate to bring up the Raiders in this equation, but the Raiders need to take a, 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 a page out of the playbook of what the Vegas Golden Knights were able to do. There are no excuses for some of these other teams. The Aces were able to do it. Mark Davis, a part of that is the owner. And now the Vegas Golden Knights have done it. And I don't want to take anything away from the Las Vegas Aces. Okay. I understand that the Vegas Aces and the WNBA are a professional franchise. They won a championship and I don't want to take anything away from them. But I'm going to say this and it shouldn't be taking anything away from the Aces, but I'm going to speak logic to all of you. And it doesn't mean I hate the Aces. It doesn't mean I'm a hater. It means I am logical and I am not afraid to be honest. The Vegas Golden Knights are the first major professional franchise to win a championship. I love the Aces. They're not a major professional franchise. There are four major professional sports on the planet. That is the NFL. That is Major League Baseball. That is the NBA. And that is the NHL. All due respect to the WNBA. I preface it again. I'll say it 10 times because I don't want to get the hate mail, Okay, which I've gotten before. The Aces are not a major professional sports franchise. They are a professional franchise. And if you want to say they're the first professional franchise to win a championship, I have no problem with that. They are not the first major professional franchise to win a championship here. It is the Vegas Golden Knights. So let's stop it with the rhetoric and let's be honest. Again, nothing to take away from the Aces. The championship parade and everything they did was phenomenal. It's great. I love going to Aces games, but it's not. 
it's not the NHL. Okay? So let's stop that conversation right there. The Raiders have made a plethora of mistakes. I don't even think they're a playoff team this year. And listen, I like Mark Davis, but that's on Mark Davis. He's made some bad decisions, and I'm not talking about maybe a tough decision like like Derek England said about, you know, getting rid of Marc-Andre Fleury or firing Gallant. I didn't agree with firing Gallant, but I think it worked out. Uh, the Raiders have been a plethora of mistakes and disasters, and I'm sorry, folks. I don't think our coach is the guy for the job. When they hired Cassidy, I didn't expect Cassidy was going to win a Stanley Cup in year one. But anybody who listens to this show will tell you since the moment they hired Cassidy, I said it was a great hire. Now it's not a great hire. It's a phenomenal hire. I thought it was an A-minus hire. Now it's an A-plus hire. Cassidy was a guy that had a record, a record of winning, just short of winning a Stanley Cup in Boston. The guy, year after year, had teams that were contending for a Stanley Cup. Year after year, it was a phenomenal hire. I didn't like the DeBoer hire, but you can't say DeBoer didn't win a lot of games here because he did. Cassidy's a better coach. I think Gallant's a better coach than DeBoer. I wasn't crazy about the DeBoer hire, but the guy seems to get to the Western Conference Finals almost every year. Good coach. They kept some of the staff in place. They hired some new guys. They made some very timely additions and management has done an A-plus job, and it shows. Two Stanley Cup finals, four Western Conference finals in six years, a Stanley Cup. There are some franchises in the NHL that has, haven't had this kind of success for 30 years. The Knights have done it in six. With the Stanley Cup, by the way, to boot. So if you're some of these other professional franchises, not the Aces, but say the Las Vegas Raiders, you got to start winning because you're going to lose the fan base. And yes, I know there's always going to be diehard Raider fans. I get that. You're always going to get the diehards, right? It's like UNLV basketball. The, the crowds have been terrible the last eight, nine years. You're always going to have the diehards that are going to show up. We're not talking about that. We're talking about casual fans that maybe don't want to spend $300 for a ticket unless the team is winning. The Raiders are not winning. Right now, they are not a winning franchise, no matter what you say. I don't know who their QB is. Uh, I know Devontae Adams is not happy. I know that there are players within the organization that will not say it publicly, but they are not happy. Adam Schechter, who I think does a great job for ESPN, wrote an article. And in his article, he said, arguably, the Raiders have had the worst offseason of any team. Is anybody writing articles about the Knights the last six years in the offseason saying they've had the worst offseason of any team in the NHL? No. No, because they haven't. And yes, it does help in year one when you're not established and you a new franchise that you make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Brings a lot of fans on board. Year one was very important. Don't get me wrong. And I say to myself, what would have happened if the Vegas Golden Knights we're not a playoff team in year one. How would the fan base be? I don't know. But we're not talking about that today because it didn't happen. This team is a winning hockey team. Raiders, you know, I was reading uh, some articles and on social media. Oh, the Raiders are next. Oh, really? When? They're not even making the playoffs next year. Mark my words. Josh McDaniels is a bad football head coach. He was a bad coach in Denver. He is a bad coach here. I'm sorry. I'm just telling it like it is. 
They make mistake after mistake this franchise. I want to root for the Raiders. Just because I'm a member of the media doesn't mean I don't root for team. I do. I root for UNLV. I root for the Raiders. I root for the Aces. I certainly root for the Vegas Golden Knights. I want these teams to succeed because they're a lot more. You know how much fun that was yesterday? You know how much fun this year has been for me personally? Covering a Stanley Cup team. Covering a, and I had no idea they were going to go this deep. But covering a, a, a really, really good team and a really good franchise, making it to the Stanley Cup Finals and winning a cup. You know how much fun this was for me personally yesterday? A moment that I will never forget in, in, in interviewing some of the players and coaches and being able to stand on the ice without skates, by the way, standing on the ice and, and, and just enjoying the moment, that special moment with all the players and their families. And, uh, it's a very, it's something you never forget for the rest of your life. It's history. And you're a part of it. And, you know, what have the Raiders done here from a historic standpoint? Nothing so far. I hope they they change that. But I don't like the decision-making of the franchise. And I don't like some of the things that they've done. I don't like some of the players they've signed. I don't like the coaches that they have. I, and I'm not talking personally. This isn't personal. If we want to talk personal, then I'll talk about Henry Ruggs. I'm not talking personal. I don't think Josh McDaniels is this horrible human being. I'm talking about from a X's and O's football head coach standpoint, I don't think Josh McDaniels is a good head coach. I don't think Mark Davis is a good general manager. Or I'm sorry, Mark Davis owner. He's definitely not He's definitely not the general manager. That is for sure. That is for sure. I read a uh, a funny tweet here, uh, which I think is very funny. Uh, nice of Formula One to pave the roads for the Fiji Gate Parade. That's actually very funny. I'm going to say this about the parade, though. Or I'm going to say this about the fans. I was disappointed in the fans yesterday after the game. I know there were like 12,000 people at Toshiba Plaza. The party ended really early. By the way, speaking of parties, I have a little audio to play for you. And the audio I want to play for you next is the locker room audio. Um, and then we'll get to uh, Stoney that was on uh, with uh, Pat McAfee earlier this morning. But this is this is some very uh, fun audio. And this is uh, after all the interviews are conducted and the team, you know, says, hey, give me a little time away from the family. Let me go into the locker room with my teammates. This is what it sounded like in the Vegas Golden Knights locker room. Uh, celebrating uh, the Stanley Cup with champagne. Here's what it sounded like. Oh, is it always on kind of a shower of champagne they're singing and uh really cool to see uh and if you're wondering what some of the vegas golden knights uh did uh how they spent their evening i'm sure some of those vegas golden knights players went home to their families and celebrated with their families which is awesome uh stoney and carlson and 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 riley smith decided to uh go to omnia uh nightclub uh, seeing Riley Smith at Omni is a little strange, but, uh, anyway, they brought the Stanley Cup with them. And I guess, uh, my understand Aiden Hill uh, was there as well. And he was singing to an Eminem song and, uh, they're having a good time. So that's kind of cool. That's fun. That's like TMZ stuff. That's kind of cool. Uh, Stoney, as I like to call him, Mark Stone, 
who was quite the personality, by the way. Got up nice and early for he us. He got today. up early today. Love uh, it. In fact, I'm not even sure. Yeah, I was going to say, sleep. I'm not sure you went to bed. I'm going to say that he probably didn't go to sleep. Yeah. I'm going to say he's sleeping right now. I'm going to guess that. And let's he's, call him. And he's not. Yeah, let's call Stoney. Let's, I'm going to guess he's not doing what Derek England is doing, is watching one of his kids on the field right now. Um, so Mark Stone was on Pat McAfee's show. And uh, I got a little excerpt from that interview that he did, which was uh, quite entertaining. Have a listen to this. Obviously lifting Lordo up. How long will this go, you think? How long have the boys committed to this? Uh, we regroup. <clears throat> we got a, got a couple of funny texts in the group chat today. Uh, boys are needing a quick re- reboot, and, but we're going to get going at it pretty quick here again. Um, I think Martinez is hosting everybody. Uh, start there. Uh, sun's shining. And we're... We're Stanley Cup champions. May as well celebrate as long as we can, right? Hell yeah, yeah. Stoner. <laughs> Stoner, I love it, McAfee. Uh, so I watched the video of that interview. Stone's looking a little rough. He's looking like he ha- needs a shower. Why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stoney needs a shower. He needs to shut his eyes and sleep for a little bit because he's still wearing a Knights jersey. He looks like, because he was, partying all night. And I can guarantee you he did not fall asleep yet. But that's kind of cool that he did an interview. You know, I love Stoney that being that guy because I remember year one, Jeff Neal. And listen, Neal was a great player. But he had zero personality. Like zero. Neal was a really tough interview. Stone is awesome. There's a lot of guys on this team that are animated, that are a lot of fun. Um to listen to, and Stone's one of them. Marshy's another one, right? I mean, there are guys on this team, some of them are pretty level-keeled guys, like Aiden Hill's a pretty level-keeled guy, so to see him at Omnia Nightclub last night into the wee hours of the morning singing to an Eminem song with the microphone is very, very funny. I like seeing these guys come out of their shell a little bit. Uh, but Mark Stone definitely had a fun uh, morning, and I don't think he uh, has had any shut-eye yet. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, no question uh, about that. Um, and, um, I'm trying to read this. It's a little hard to read. Uh, but, uh, I'm reading this. This is from a local newspaper here. Uh, the Golden Knights, Mark Stone, uh, also told McAfee that the parade is planned to be Saturday on the boulevard. He didn't offer any other details. So I don't know exactly what time, uh, the parade is going to be starting, but it will be Saturday. I will be there hopefully with a credential. So I don't have to fight the crowd, but I will be there. Hey, listen. Two people, three people, I should say, uh, a group of brothers that really are responsible for bringing the Vegas Golden Knights, the franchise here. I'm talking about the Maloof brothers, right? The former owners of the Sacramento Kings and, and the Palms. Well, they own a share of the Vegas Golden Knights. They're partial owners. And they, again, they're the ones who had the first meeting with uh, NHL Commissioner Gary Batman. Well, guess what? Two of the Maloof brothers, Joe and Gavin Maloof, are going to be joining us on the show next live for an exclusive interview. And I know they're going to have a lot of special thoughts on what the Knights were able to accomplish, not just last night, not just this year, but the, the six years collectively. The Maloof brothers, Joe and Gavin Maloof, joining us next. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing Limits right here on KSHB. Come with me. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Come with me. Pushing the limits right here on 107.1 FM, 1400 AM KSHP. You just heard from Derek England. We just had him on the show. You heard from Bill Foley. 
Kelly McCrimmon. And, you know, a lot of people don't don't understand this. You know, Bill Foley deserves a lot of credit for bringing the team here, of course. But, you know, the brothers we have on the line right now are a huge part of why the Vegas Golden Knights are here in Las Vegas. They had the first uh, meeting with NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, the former owners of the Sacramento Kings and the Palms, and uh, the Maloof brothers we have on the line right now, Gavin and Joe Maloof, who are just such a huge part of why this franchise is here. And they join us right now on the line. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Great, thank you. We're doing great. Thanks for coming on, guys. I appreciate it. So before we get to the game and, and so many things to get to both of you, with, I heard a rumor that you guys had a little trouble getting into the arena last night. Is there any truth to that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what happened? Go ahead, Gavin. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we, well, we, we tried to get into the arena before it was open because we were we meeting a gentleman to, to do the story, and uh, they wouldn't let us in. So <laughs> I <laughs> eventually uh, my brother George got in and uh, Joe, and then I followed them in. Uh, I was flashing my card that says uh, founding partner from the Golden Golden Knights, and eventually we got in. So but it was a, it was a little problem. So how many millions of dollars of ownership do you guys have to have in order to get into the arena? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, you know, let's start, from, let's start from square one, gentlemen, because a lot of people maybe don't know. You guys had a relationship, right, with Gary Bettman, and you actually had the first meeting, and this was around the time, right, when you guys had just sold the Sacramento Kings. And you guys have this meeting with Gary Bettman. Can you take us back to that meeting and, and, and what went through your mind when that was all going on? Well, this is Joe. What happened was, you know, we were, Gavin and I were in New York City, and um, we had a meeting with the NBA Board of Governors to sell the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had always believed that Las Vegas was a, great city for its own team. And so what we did after we had that meeting with the NBA Board of Governors, we took a cab over to the NHL office, and we met with Gary Bettman, who was uh, in the NBA when my dad owned the Houston Rockets and Gavin owned it. And so we were we knew him very well, so we were with uh, Gary Bettman of the NHL and then uh, uh, Bill Daly, the assistant deputy commissioner. And we, we told him, we said, you know, it's time Las Vegas gets its own team. And, uh, he, you know, we had, uh, he looked at us and he said, he didn't say no, but he didn't say yes. Mm-hmm. So he said, well, you guys don't have an arena that's suited for the NHL. And, you know, we had known that uh, MGM was building an arena. So we told him that we'll go back, meet with MGM and see if they're interested in and an NHL team, and that's really how it all started. But we spent about four years of our life back and forth from Las Vegas to New York, you know, in meetings with with the NHL, and then of course, um, finally, Bettman agreed. After he said, "You have to sell thirteen thousand season tickets, yeah. and you need an arena." Well, all that was accomplished, and then uh, before that, though, we had flown to Jacksonville to meet with Bill Foley. Hmm. And um, we laid down what we were thinking about, and fully agreed. And you know, he's done a wonderful job, and he agreed, and we became partners, and that's how it all started. That's incredible. A lot of people don't know that story. That are fans, Vegas Golden Knights fans. I'll ask either of you this <laughs> question: If not for that meeting, I mean, I, I said this on the show multiple times just today. I don't think 
we have an NHL franchise. I mean, you guys started the ball rolling, right? Yes, yes. No, we did. Yes. Go ahead, Gav. Go ahead. You no, know, you're right. Uh, it wouldn't be an NHL team. Hmm. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people, and you, it was kind of taboo back then. You know, this we're, we're looking back 10 years. And Vegas, because of the gambling and, you know, for, for whatever reason, that, that just because of that, a lot of these sports teams would entertain the notion of having a team in Las Vegas. But, you know, Gary Bettman had the courage and also uh, Bill Daly, the, the vice commissioner of the NHL, had the courage to, to look at it and to explore it and put a team in Las Vegas. And, uh, and it was a but, but had that meeting not occurred, there would, would have not have been a team. No doubt. Let's fast forward to last night and this morning. What does this mean for your family? What does it mean for you guys personally to be so involved with bringing this team here and, you know, partial owners uh, of this team as well for watching Foley and all the guys on the ice uh, carry the cup and, and the first major professional franchise to win a championship? What does this mean for you guys personally? I'm curious. We've, we've been in the sports our entire life. You know, we owned the Houston Rockets in 78 to, eight, to 1981. And we went to the world championship against the Celtics then and ran into a guy. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of him, Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but we ran into him. We lost four games to two. And uh, then with the Kings, you know, we were close. We played the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals and, and game seven and lost, but we should have really won that series. So we've been close so many times and we've, we've been in it, you know, probably 40 to 50 years. And our entire life, it's, it's so heartwarming. It's so incredible that we could bring such joy and, and a cup to, to Las Vegas and these great, great fans. And, you know, all the credit goes to the, the players. And, you know, then Bill's brought a, a great culture here with the, with his, uh, people and, and, the, and, uh, you know, George McPhee and Kelly McCrannan and all of them. Just incredible. It's, I, I don't know. It's, it's like surreal. You know, we're world champions, but I still can't believe it. <laughs> it is It is kind of surreal, isn't it? And I can't even believe we have the NFL here either. Now, I always thought, and I know you guys get this question a lot, that the first professional franchise, major professional franchise, would be the NBA. You guys, uh, you know, owning you, you, you know owning the Sacramento Kings for years. How is it, uh, I asked both of you, both uh, Gavin and Joe, that we got the NHL, then we get the NFL, but we still don't have the NBA. Well, you know, they, the NBA does extremely well with the Summer League. Mm-hmm. It's a tremendous success. They sell out almost every every game every night. Mm-hmm. Really well, and I'm sure they're looking at the market. You know, we don't have a them anymore, but I'm sure they love the market. But, uh, you know, it's just been... One heck of a ride for the last decade as far as with this Golden Knight team. The fans, the city have embraced this team, and it's really heartwarming to see what they've done. I've never seen – we have not eighteen or 20,000 fans. There's a hundreds and hundreds of thousands of fans in Nevada that love this team and all over the country. Oh, no question. Then I have to ask you both, what do you think the parade is going to look like on Las Vegas Boulevard on Saturday? <laughs> Gavin? Oh, it's going to be lined with a lot of people. I don't know how many. I just uh, hope, that, <laughs> I hope they can clear, uh, clear the runway for us, but uh, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. It's so so great for these people that mm-hmm. that root and they put their heart and soul in, into this club and and the players that we've gotten and the, it's it's a bond like I've almost never seen before. I mean, it's incredible. You know, it's only been six years. Yeah. Some teams, I think, like the Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won it in 60, 70 years. Right. And they're like the team, hockey team for Canada, the Maple Leafs. Right. So it's so difficult. It's How about this? How about impossible to win the Stanley Cup? It's impossible to be world champions. Yeah. It's so hard in sports. I can't tell you. There's some teams that haven't won it in 100 years. Yeah, no, you're some right. Some teams haven't won it in 50 years. You're right. It, just, it, it never happened. It, it, Vegas Golden Knights fans are spoiled. Again, if you're just joining us, uh, Gavin and Joe Maloof uh, joining us on the line. You guys are the ultimate business people, right? You guys know how to make money and do it the right way. So I have to ask you this. There were a lot of naysayers back NBA All-Star Weekend. I believe you guys were here for that. All-Star Weekend did not go very well for lack of, a, you know, I mean, I can give you a bunch of reasons why people would say that, but the Thomas and Mack Center, uh, there were a lot of crime that weekend. So after NBA All-Star Weekend, you know, at the time, David Stern and, and, and many people across the country were like, you know, professional sports in Vegas, it just ain't going to work. And look at where we are now. Uh, how far have we come since those days? Yeah, well, I, I think you know that that was an anomaly. I, 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 you know, I don't. It just wasn't indicative of of who we are as people of the of the valley here and the local people. I think you know maybe a little bit of that was people from other places outside of Las Vegas that, that kind of gave Las Vegas a black eye. But you know, we used to say Las Vegas has everything. But they don't have anything without a team. That's what Joe and I used to say when we do when we did interviews, and we say that Las Vegas has everything, but it doesn't have a soul. And it's brought, you know, and, and this city living here for thirty five years, that like we have, and my brother George going to UNLV and playing football. We, uh, you know, it's brought this entire city together. Everybody used to kind of go their own way, and you really wouldn't run into anybody for. Months or years, you know, someone local, but it's brought us all together. It's so fantastic and so heartwarming. It's just incredible. A couple more quick questions for you guys. Uh, from a business standpoint, the way your minds think, I'm curious to pick your brain on this. What is Vegas missing, if anything? What is something that you guys would want to bring to Las Vegas that we don't have that you think would be a smash hit? What comes to your mind and what would that be? Well, there's not many sports left. That's true. Uh, I'm sure the NBA eventually will get here. I don't know when, um, but that would be a lot of fun to have an NBA team here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just we've already got two of them, and probably the A's are going to come. So that's three out of the four majors. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot done in the last decade, and, it, and it's just going to get better. And now with Formula One. Vegas has really become the sports mecca of the world. Yeah, no, it has. When those NBA talks get going, and I I think there are some rumblings already, any chance that you guys would be a part of that? Is that something that you would consider? Well, we'll look at it, of course. We'd love to be involved, but, you know, right now it's, we haven't heard anything, so we're just available whenever. (laughs) Yeah, well, that that sounds a good thing. Uh, What would be... uh, 
both of you, I guess this will be my last question uh, to both of you. What's your message to, 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 to the Golden Knights nation out there and the fans and everybody that has been, that have been such a huge part of this since, since day one? Uh, what would be your message to them as, as partial owners of this team? You, you guys have, have, have done a lot of things for this community. I'm just curious. What's your message to them, the, the Vegas Golden Knights fans and the locals here in Las Vegas? We, we would just like them to continue to support the team, continue to, to make that bond with the players that we have. And, uh, we're all moving in the same direction. We all want the title. We, we got one, but the only thing that's better than one is two. <laughs> so let's focus. We'll enjoy this. And then, uh, it's back to work, you know, once the season starts or even before the season starts, back to work to try to get a second title. But, you know, you get greedy and it's okay to be greedy. We want, we want multiple titles. So it's, that's, that's what I would say, uh, to those. Well, the nation here. One other, th- one other thing. We realize the the great investment that each season ticket holder makes. It's a it's a big personal investment uh, that that uh, that the fans put out to buy these season tickets and to buy tickets to the game. So we really appreciate all that kind of support. It's, it's tough. So I think the great thing is when I was talking to uh, Bill Daly, the assistant commissioner. He said, "You guys may have a you guys may have a, a a dynasty here." He says, "That's one of the best teams I've ever seen on the ice." Wow! Yeah, a lot he of said. a lot of people are saying uh, five on five, <laughs> one of the best five on five teams in the history of the NHL, and that that's quite right. something to say for a team that's only been here six years. Uh, Gavin and Joe yeah. Maloof, I wanted to uh, say congratulations to both of you and and continued success. We'd love to have you on, on the show again down the road soon, and uh, appreciate what you guys have done for this city and uh, go Knights go thanks for the time gentlemen really appreciate it thank you thank you very appreciate much you. appreciate thank you guys thank you that's uh, Gavin and Joe Maloof uh, mark my words ladies and gentlemen the Vegas Golden Knights would not be here today if not for the, the Maloof brothers and uh, of course formerly owners of the Palms uh, people don't realize they're partial owners of the Vegas Golden Knights. They know how to spend their money and they know how to spend it wisely. Unlike me, <laughs> that's for sure. But, uh, uh, man, I didn't even ask those guys that they had like a $20 parlay on the game yesterday. I don't know. I, I didn't ask them that. No, but I appreciate them joining us. Gavin and Joe Maloof. Great guys. Saw them on the ice last night. They've done this show before. Um, not only successful businessmen, but just successful. Just, they're, they're just good people. Good people. Uh, they've helped a lot of friends of mine along the way too. Um, they help people, they help people in the business world and, and, uh, they're just good dudes. So, um, happy to have Gavin and Joe Maloof joining us on the show. I'll open up the phone lines cause you know, I haven't done that yet. And I had a couple messages on social media, people that maybe want to chime in and chop, talk a little Vegas golden Knights. Boy, we've done a lot here, uh, to start the show and the number to call 702-221-7283. And again, the number, if you want to be a part of the show, 702 221 Seven two eight three is the number to call if you'd like to be a part of the program. Talking everything and anything that is Vegas Golden Knights, uh, we've had some pretty cool guests. We just had uh, Gavin and Joe Maloof joining us on the show, uh, partial owners of the Vegas Golden Knights, former owners of the Sacramento Kings and the Palms Casino. Uh, they just joined us. Uh, we had Derek England join us in our number one, the former Vegas Golden Knight, uh, talking a little VGK hockey with him and what this means to him in particular, but I'd love to also hear from the fans. You know, what does this mean for all of you? What did it mean for all of you to wake up today knowing that our team, Vegas's team, the Vegas Golden Knights are now 
Stanley Cup champions. What does that mean to you? What does it mean for the city? Is this more than just a sports story? I think it is. Is this more than just a sports story or are people making it out to be maybe more than it should be? Number to call if you want to be a part of the program is 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to talk a little VGK hockey, what does this mean for you? Even if you're not a sports fan, I think most people have an opinion on what the Vegas Golden Knights were not only able to accomplish last night, but what they were able to accomplish within this six-year span. 702 221-7283. I'm glad I was able to share Gavin Maloof and Joe Maloof's story. Because while some people know their story, not everybody does. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about their story of the Kings. I'm not talking about the story of them, uh, you know, and their ownership of, of the Palms Casino. I'm specifically talking about their relationship with the Vegas Golden Knights. And there's a lot of people that are not aware that Gavin and Joe Maloof are, the, in my opinion, the main reason why the NHL and the Vegas Golden Knights are here in Las Vegas. Not a lot of people knew that. They're the ones who had the first meeting with Gary Bettman. They're the ones who started the conversation. I also give Oscar Goodman, our former mayor, a lot of credit for bringing NBA All-Star Weekend here and starting the conversation. I give Warren Ligari a lot of credit for what he's done with NBA Summer League. I give the Aces a lot of credit. You know, there's a lot of credit to go around for why, you know, the Knights have been successful. And even though the Aces got here after the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, the Aces have been a big part of, hey, this is what it takes to win a championship. And uh, you saw, so I guess there's a lot of congratulatory handshakes to give to a lot of people, but the Maloof brothers, I mean, how more important than them? These guys brought this franchise here with the helps, of course, of Bill Foley. They brought this franchise here and they set the groundwork and they did all the, the, the groundwork in, in bringing the team here. And I don't think anybody realistically would have told you they would have made the Stanley Cup finals in year one. They would have won the Stanley Cup by year six. They would have made four Western Conference Stanley Cup finals in six years. I don't think anybody would have predicted that. So it's been a wild ride. So open up the phone lines, as I mentioned before, the number to call if you want to be a part of the program. 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you'd like to join, 702-221-SAVE is the number to call if you'd like to be a part of the program. Let's start off with Fernando. Hi, Fernando. Thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Yeah, this is a great feeling. Um, We are the champions. And um, from day one, I was there. We were there, you know, build the uniform name and uniform and uniforms. name. I love it. And um, season ticket holder since season one, all the way up to this year. And it's a great feeling. And, um, you know, we miss Brian Blessing and Ballpark Frank and, and, um, um, Bark Andre Furry. And they're smiling down on us and they're smiling at the cup and they're smiling down on Las Vegas. Bark and, um, Andre Furry. <laughs> you know, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you brought up Brian Blessing because, uh, you know, he was yeah. a good, he was a good dude as I sit here in the Brian mm-hmm. Blessing studio. And I know he would have been, so proud of the Vegas Golden Knights, even though he was a huge Buffalo Sabres fan. Uh, but, uh, you know, I talk Buffalo Sabres hockey with him at Vegas Golden Knights games. And I know Brian would be, uh, would be really proud and happy, um, of what, uh, of what this team was able to accomplish, Fernando. And I'm glad you brought him up. 
Oh yeah, it's a it's a it's a great feeling, and it's a good thing for our city and for you know VJK fans all over the world, and not only here in, in Nevada but everywhere. And um, we're so happy, yeah. and um, hopefully we can do it again. We want to go back to back, and hopefully we can be like the New York Islanders or the um, Edmonton Oilers. You know, teams who won back to back or yeah, Detroit. We'll go on these uh, these destiny runs. Detroit, the Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings of the nineties. Uh, yeah, the Scotty Bowman days mm-hmm. are are what I would like to do. Uh, just don't be like the Hartford Whalers and never make it to the playoffs. We're not going to have to worry about that. Fernando, glad you're able to celebrate with all of us, my friend. Thank you so much for the call. Really appreciate it. Okay. Okay. Take care, guys. Take Bye-bye. care, Fernando. Uh, another name I want to bring up uh, is Frank Carnish, uh, a f- personal. Uh, a, a, a personal friend of mine, uh, Harnish. I, I always pronounce his name wrong. Uh, but Frank was a personal friend of mine and I used to watch, uh, plenty of NHL hockey with him. And I know he would have been really proud of this. I wish they were both here to enjoy this with all of us, but they're two really good guys. And, uh, Frank also sorely missed and he will, um, he will always be remembered as, as a very knowledgeable hockey, uh, member of the media as well as Brian Blessing, two people that are sorely missed that, uh, I know they're looking down and smiling at this because this is, uh, this is, this is a great thing for the city. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Michael's next. Hello. Hello. Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi there. Well, very interesting show. Different than the usual politics stuff. What a what a refreshing break <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, I didn't know most of that story of them loose. I, I gave a lot of credit to Oscar Goodman. I'm glad you mentioned him a few minutes ago. And you know, just uh, changing the city's image and talking to the right people. So always be remembered for that. But I got I got one minor major problem. I'm not sure if this is nitpicking, but okay. why do they got to have the parade on the strip? With all the tourists, and that's on a Saturday night and a hot summer weekend and all that. I mean, have, I, I'm I'm waving my sign out the window. Well, it says, we love it? Mayor Goodman on the other side. Well, where, Fremont they? Street. I talked to the mayor's office but yesterday. But Fremont Street is like two, three blocks, though. No, no. You start you start at Maryland Parkway, like the Halloween parade we used to do at Veterans Day Parade. So hold on. All right. And let, you go let me, past let, the Fire Breeze wanna... and Dragon and El Cortez and all of that stuff. All right. Stuff, well, let's go. On the stage, okay, let's talk right about under... that. Michael, let's talk about okay. that. Let's talk about that. Yeah. You think they should it's have... It's a terrible place for I, the parade. I understand. Let, let's have a conversation about that. You're bringing up a point. Let, let, let's talk about this. You think the Vegas Golden Knights should have a parade on Crack Alley, Maryland, and Fremont Street? You think a bunch of 10-year-old kids should be hanging out with a bunch of crackheads and hookers? I resent that notion. I'm a volunteer at a church right now in the last three years at 9th and Ogden, and yes, we have a few of our crazy homeless people. A few? It is not what you think. A few? Yes. Well, that's downtown, Let me ask you a question. So Would you want your mother to be walking around there on Ogden and Fremont Street at 10 p.m.? Yeah. Okay, if well, I'm here well, with you're her, crazy. I didn't well, say. My, well, my well, my mom. Okay, I my didn't... mom packs a gun in her purse, but <laughs> well, God love her. I, God, God love her. I didn't say with you. With all due respect, I said by okay. herself. I I'm sorry. You're sounding like the guy who comes on your old station after this. He's afraid to go out downtown anymore. He thinks he's going to get mugged every three blocks. I know, but I don't get mugged at all downtown. I I mean I mean I'm sitting right in under a shade tree. And I know who's to watch out for, who's not. We feed people in the morning and stuff like that. Uh, you know, some homeless folks and all that. So let me ask Something you another to, question. What is wrong with the strip? Don't you want a lot of people? Don't you want I'll, it to be a big party? Like, I'm trying to understand your perspective. Okay. Because 80, 90% of the people down there are tourists. They don't know nothing about the hockey team. They don't care. Just that's the reaction I got last night after hanging out at the plaza for an hour and a half after the game was over. What about the Aces Parade? You didn't think the Aces Parade went well? 
It was okay, but it was really short. I mean, Mercedes was saying that on her show this morning. What what kind of a parade only only goes one block? Well, <laughs> that's basically what it I was. mean, all due respect to Mercedes, and, I don't really listen to what she okay. has to say about sports or parades. I'm just being honest. Well, she's a big fan. She, you should have heard okay. her show this well, morning. It was wonderful. Well, and the, and the people I'm, she had, she had the national anthem guy on her show yesterday. Well, that's a you that's know, a that's a huge get. I would much rather have the national anthem guy than the Maloof brothers or Derek England. So that's a huge okay, get. Okay, and I'm glad you had the Maloof brothers on. But I, Fremont <laughs> is not too dangerous. Like life is beautiful. Takes over this part of downtown hey. for a week, and they don't All have right. too many problems. All right, they trust it down here. They're not worried about their people getting mugged or hanging hey, out with. Can you do me a favor? It. Can you get me Golden Pipe? cell phone number please okay i don't know who that is but oh. well what do you anyway, mean you don't know who he is she just had him on the show golden pipe i'm so confused okay that's okay no hey, listen. i don't remember the guy michael name. will you be going interviewed before. that's okay will you be going to the parade even if it's on the strip i guess that's my next question probably but then i'm Good. gonna have to explain to all the tourists who the team is and what they just accomplished like i was last night they were just blase like what's all this noise about what are all these people hooping and hollering for hold on I'm so like, you're you telling me time to visit you're here? telling me you ran into some tourists that didn't know that the stanley cup finals were going on Barely. I mean, they're from another country where they don't have hockey. That's one thing. Okay. And, you know, well, stuff like are, that. Well, then those people are dopes. What do you want me to say? Was, okay. They're dopes. I was I was holding my okay. Go Nights Go sign, driving here down Paradise, getting other people to honk their horns with okay. me. And then I switched to a bicycle to Ellis Island to avoid the okay. traffic. I'm riding upstream on the in the strip traffic. Michael, I'm honking, I, I honking with my own voice, waving the sign. <laughs> I couldn't get any of the tourists to Michael, honk in return. Like I'm, they didn't care. I'm going to be honest the with you. The strip's a terrible place. I don't don't give, the strip's a terrible place I, for this parade. I, hey, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm going to be honest. Before okay. I, before I let you go, I'm going to be honest. I don't give compliments uh, out very often. You are a character, okay. my friend, and I want you to call back well, anytime. Well, thank you, sir. I want you to call back I was, I, was call, I was calling you from the blood plasma place last week. I remember. I remember. You're, you're a character, and I and want you to call back. I, okay? I had I had my <laughs> funny sign out, the one I used to make a few bucks here and there that says, yeah. insults, dirty jokes for two bucks. I modified it to okay. say... Go, nice, go. And if you yeah. spend $1,100 on a ticket tonight, you can afford to give me a couple gotcha. hours to make you laugh. Well, I, think I don't even need the money. I do Hold it up for a fun. sign that say, hang out on Maryland and Ogden and then 9th Avenue at 10 oh, p.m. Please. It's, it's it very safe. It's not that bad. It's, it's, no, you're right. It's very safe. to clean up downtown. <laughs> you're right. It's very, very safe. Right, Michael, I'm just teasing you, buddy. I appreciate you calling I, I, in. I was mugged once at Paradise and Flamingo, but I haven't been mugged at all downtown. All right, well, I spend more time I'm, down here. I'm, and I'm, I happy, live downtown. I'm happy to hear that. Michael, call back tomorrow. I appreciate you, my friend. You're one. You just turned into one of my favorite callers. Mercedes had the guy on that that does the national anthem. Oh, can you get me Golden Pipe's number? Oh, who's that? I, I don't know who that is. Okay, well, all right. Thanks for call- thanks for calling in. Hey, don't get me wrong. I would have that guy on the show, but uh, I I prefer some bigger names. That's all. I think Derek England is a bigger name. I think the Maloof brothers are bigger names. And you know, I'd rather hear from Foley and some of the players that I interviewed yesterday. That's all. With all due respect, I don't really need to hear Mercedes' opinions on sports or or, or God Lover. Uh, I used to work at, in her building, but. You know, just don't really care what her opinions are on on where the parade should or shouldn't be. I could give two craps what her opinion is on that. Okay, he's wrong. He's wrong. First of all, logistically, it is impossible to have a parade. And by the way, the number to call, maybe people agree or disagree. Where should the parade be? That was an interesting call. 702-221-7283. And again, the number to call if you want to be a part of the show. Where do you think the parade should be? 702-221-7283. First of all, Let's call it for what it is. If you have a lot of people and there's a lot of officers, the parade would be safe probably anywhere. But those streets are not designed logistically for a parade with hundreds of thousands of people. 
He doesn't know what he's talking about. When you go to some of those streets and those poor neighborhoods, and, and it is bad neighborhoods over there, there's going to be people in private properties and yards and an attorney law firm uh, front yard. And, 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 and it's just those streets are not big enough to have that type of parade. You just can't do it. It doesn't make any sense. The La- what is Las Vegas known for? I don't care whether you're a local or not. I don't care whether you like the strip or not. Las Vegas, like it or not, is known for the Las Vegas Strip. The best entertainment in the world. The best food in the world. Las Vegas Boulevard is one of the most popular boulevards in the world. It is the perfect place to have a parade. Why? Well, just look at all the other parties, the New Year's Eve parties they have down there, 4th of July. It is perfect because, number one, it could handle those types of crowds. No matter how many people show up, if a million people show up, they'll be able to handle those types of crowds. And it goes miles and miles and miles. So you'll be able to have the parade for miles and miles and miles. So, um, you know, so, so somebody tweeted out, it's been five years and eight months since the night's inaugural game since Route 91. And uh, Megan Jeanette on social media says, we won championship five years, eight months later. No doubt that our 58 angels were with us through this journey. That That's a really nice tweet, and, and it certainly uh, resonates. It resonates with me, and uh, it should resonate with all of you as well. Uh, but no, but going back to what I was talking about, uh, the parade will be on the Las Vegas Strip. It belongs on the Las Vegas Strip. It doesn't belong on the Ogden and Ninth Avenue where the crackheads are and the prostitutes are. Um, all due respect to them. Uh, we don't want a parade in that area. I'm sorry. We just don't. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. The Las Vegas Strip is more secure. And by the way, you can't even get all those. You, you couldn't even get, even if you wanted to on Fremont Street, all those trucks and everything. You couldn't even logistically do that. It makes absolutely no sense. All due respect to Michael calling in. It just that just doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't I, happen. I think they're gonna have to honestly shut the strip down like oh, yeah. they like they do New Year's Eve. Oh yeah. And one lane will be strictly for the buses and cars. Mm-hmm. The other lane will be all of us. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I, I think they're gonna do it the way they do it New Year's Eve, and they're just gonna shut it down at a certain time and, and, and it's only gonna be open for emergency vehicles. I don't think it's gonna be open for Uber. Or people to drive their cars through the entire portion of the entire portion of the strip is going to be shut down. I think that's the way they're going to do it. That's the way they should do it. It's going to be similar to the aces in this aspect, only 10 times bigger, where you're going to have a stage. They're going to have a a point where people are going to be making speeches and and it's going to be fun. And then they're going to get up on the, on all the trucks and the mobiles and, and, and whatever else there will be with the cup and everything else. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So what if they were to do this? What if they were to go from T Mobile? South, no, north on the strip to Fremont and then end it at the main, stri- main street stage. They could do that. Sure. To where everybody can park there, walk out, get up on the stage on main street and then you can have Fremont there. They ex- could do that. I will say this. Whoever is organizing this thing is going to do it the right way. Whoever's organizing is thinking about all these things and they're thinking logistically, what's the best way to do it? Um, it's going to be crazy, and here's why. It wasn't crazy last night. There were like 11, 12,000 people at Toshiba Plaza, and then the party fills it out. Why? Because people have to work tomorrow. That's why. Uh, 90% of those people were Vegas locals. They have to work tomorrow. Having it on Saturday is brilliant. Yes, you're going to have a lot of tourists there, but the locals are going to be able to come out, and they're not going to have to worry about you know going to work the next day unless you're you know working on a Sunday morning somewhere. 
Some people do have to do that, whether it's in the casino industry or whatever. But uh, having uh, the parade on a, on a Saturday night, I think, is perfect. You don't really want to do it during the day. It's just too hot. So I think doing it at night is is a perfect scenario, a perfect situation. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of uh, celebrities and recognizable faces, not just going to be the Vegas Night staff and organization. I would think that there's going to be a lot of local celebrities that are going to be on the, the trucks as well. Uh, you know, people from Steve Aoki to Carrot Top to, to little, maybe Wayne, Little John, Little John, Wayne Newton, um, John Taffer. <laughs> you know, I'm sure all these people will be invited on these on these uh, trucks or whatever they have. Uh, and so I think it's going to be a big party. It's going to be a good time. Listen, if you're thinking that if you need to be somewhere on a Saturday night and you want to just stop by, that's not going to be a good idea. Uh, you got to be locked in there for several hours because there's going to be a lot of traffic. There's going to be a lot of people. You ain't going nowhere. Uh, no, you're not going anywhere. So it's going to be a good time, but you have to call it an entire day or night and be prepared to be there for a while. You want to hear what 11,000 people sound like singing? We are the champions. Is that what they were? Is, do you have some audio in front of Toshiba Plaza? Go ahead. Listen, tickets were really expensive yesterday. I have a friend. I won't say who it was, but I have a friend who spent eight racks uh, for two tickets. That's absurd, but he's got money, so he's able to do it. $8,000 my friend spend, uh, spent on the game last night. I think he was like third row, third or fourth row. Eight racks to watch the game yesterday. By the way. It wasn't exactly a competitive hockey game. It was a fun game to watch if you're a Knights fan. It was a big party. But wouldn't you have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more of a competitive game? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of think that's what Aiden was going for. I think he let one or two of those in. <laughs> it's on purpose. Just to let, hey, come back. Try it. Come on. Bobrovsky was really bad yesterday. And he, he boy, that's a, that's a, I'm going to tell you, that's a career game where, where you might, it might hurt him the rest of his career. That's. He was not very good in the Stanley Cup Finals. And you know what? Credit to the Vegas Golden Knights. They caused a lot of problems for Florida in front of the net. But Bobrovsky was really bad in this series. He was not very good. He was great all year. He's great in the playoffs. Really bad against the Knights. Credit to the Vegas Golden Knights. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we have some more audio to play for you. Yes, that's right. We have more audio. Uh, I had a chance to catch up with Logan Thompson. If there's one goaltender on the team right now that you know is coming back... Maybe our starter. It's probably Logan Thompson. He's locked into a contract there. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, he was a all-star. So, uh, you know, I, I think we're in good hands with Logan Thompson if they can't afford to keep Aiden Hill. Uh, well, you'll hear from Logan Thompson coming up next. We'll take some more phone calls on the other side if you want to call the show. Got to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care, by the way, located at Sahara Avenue. And Jones Boulevard. No appointment needed. Give them a call, 702-248-0554. You can visit them online at SaharaWestUrgentCare.com. They take most insurances. If you don't have insurance, it's only 95 bucks. Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. Please check them out. 
We'll take a quick break. We'll hear from Logan Thompson when we come back. We'll take your calls at 702-221-7283. Be back right after this. You're listening to Push the Limits. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware Go Bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome back. Pushing the limits on a Stanley Cup Wednesday. Exciting stuff. 
I actually uh, had a very late dinner last night with my good friend Brian Slipock, owner of Jackson's Bar and Grill. He was at the game last night with his friend. Uh, we went over to New York, New York after all the interviews I did and everything. And uh, check out Jackson's Bar and Grill, although I'm very sad that we're going to have to wait a while for the Pass the Puck contest. Uh, but uh, every Wednesday, which is today, by the way, uh, you have a chance to spin a wheel to win up to $3,000, earn 200 points, you get to spin the wheel, another 300 points, and then you have multiple chances uh, to spin the wheel. And then on Fridays, if you earn, I believe it's 1,500 points, you get $100 in free slot play the following day on Saturday. Please check them out, Jackson's Bar and Grill, my favorite gaming bar in Las Vegas. And uh, also talking yesterday to he's uh, Blake Gwynn, who's going to be joining us in studio tomorrow, by the way. Uh, born and raised here in Las Vegas is Blake Gwynn, his grandfather, the former governor, in the great state of Nevada. And uh, so Blake, Blake's story is pretty cool. As I mentioned, he grew up here. And Blake is uh, a real estate agent, a broker, Keller Williams. And Blake Gwynn, I had an opportunity to get my mother to call him because my parents are looking to buy a place out here. He could not have been nicer in helping my family out and, and uh, trying to set them up here and giving them advice, great sound advice. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you want somebody that has grown up here their whole life that knows what they're doing. Blake Gwynn is extremely successful at Keller Williams, and I highly recommend you give them a call. So I'm going to give out the number, 702-540-3311. Again, that number if you want to be a part of the conversation. The number to call, his name is Blake Gwynn with Keller Williams. You won't find a better person to buy or sell a home and get advice from and get help from. Uh, it's what he does and what he's best at, 702 702- Five four zero three three one one. I don't know. Hey, yeah. we got a phone call. We have. Oh, oh, my understanding: former Vegas Golden Knights um, head coach Pete DeBoer is on the line. Pete, I guess my first question to you is this: uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, winning a Stanley Cup, why is it your time here in Vegas you weren't unable uh, to even uh, you know come really close of winning a Stanley Cup? Why is that, uh, Coach DeBoer? Yeah, I don't know. You know. Um... I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Why? Well, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Why is it, uh, Pete, that you were so confident? You know, that's the thing. Like he was so confident in in the series of Dallas of VGK. I don't know. 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 So I guess, um, how confident are you still, Pete, that you're still going to win the Stanley Cup this year with the Dallas Stars? I guess that's my main question. Feel great. Feel great. <laughs> now you got no other words. Let's go. Drop the puck. I don't understand why, Pete, why you would say that. The season's over for you. It's over for everybody. But uh, why Why do you? I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, I don't know. You know, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Pete, how how long do you think it'll take for the Vegas Golden Knights to win uh, another Stanley Cup? That's, that's yeah, I don't know. You know, um, all right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Pete, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Uh, always a pleasure speaking with the. Uh, the very eloquently worded uh, Pete DeBoer uh, joining us on the line. Oh, a pleasure to have you, Coach. Thank you so much. If only I can get the guy singing the national anthem next. That would be that would be very special for me. But uh, anyway, and maybe we can get him uh, to do an interview live at 2 a.m. on Ogden and 9th Street. That would also be a that'd be an incredible segment to, to see if uh, how long it would take for him to get mugged or shot. But anyway, that's another story for another show. Uh, I'll get back to business here. I did get a chance, believe it or not, to catch up with Logan Thompson. Um, first of all, he's one of my favorite players on this team and, and it sucked that he got hurt 
Logan is a phenomenal goaltender, great netminder, and there's a reason why he was uh, picked to be an all-star this year. He was just phenomenal for the Vegas Golden Knights. Without Logan Thompson, they're not the number one seed, that's for sure. Um, so I had a chance to catch up with Logan after the game on the ice. He had to be chomping at the bits. Of course he wanted to be out there, but he's very happy for his teammates and Aiden Hill. He's a great teammate and he's a good dude. So here's a, uh interaction I had with Logan Thompson just moments after the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup. We're here with Logan Thompson. Logan, if I told you two years ago that you'd be on the Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights, what would you have said? I think you're lying. Like I said, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a long journey. You know, I, uh, four or five years ago, I was at the uh, University, so I, I never pictured this. And uh, you know, getting injured was unfortunate. We had so many guys step up, and you know, our goalie department was, was so deep this year, and couldn't be happy. You know, and I'm just happy to be out here with these guys celebrating. Aiden Hill's play as a goaltender yourself. You uh, just comment on the way he played the last month of the season. I, I mean, you, you look at Aiden Hill, you look at Laurent Brassois and, and Jonathan Quick. You know, all guys come in and they do the job. They get us wins. Yuri Patera included, right? Got us two wins. So, um, you know, that, I think that's how good our goaltending was. I think we had, you know, four number one goalies here this year. And I don't think, uh, you know, everyone kind of gave them the credit. But, you know, I think Aiden Hill proved that he's an elite yeah. guy. Um, so I, I'm really happy to, for his future and, and what you hold for this team. You've been in this city for a while now. What yeah. do you think the parade is going to feel like? Like in a couple days. I hope it's pretty wild. Yeah, I hope it's pretty wild. <laughs> Thank so, you, Logan. Thank you Appreciate, it. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Very much. There you go. Logan Thompson, class act, right? Class act. Uh, if you ask me and you want my prediction, who is going to be the starting uh, goaltender in net next year, it's not because Aiden Hill's not good enough. Uh, it's a financial thing. I sense, and again, I could be wrong on this. I think Logan Thompson is our starting goaltender. Now, obviously, if Aiden Hill's still on the roster, it's going to be Aiden Hill. Logan's going to be on the roster. He's on a three-year contract. Uh, if they keep Aiden Hill, it's going to be Aiden Hill. But I don't know. Uh, the best thing, the best thing that could have happened to the Vegas Golden Knights, the best thing, you know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. Go ahead. What am I going to say, Numchuk? What am I going to say? What is the best thing that could have happened to the Vegas Golden Knights as far as injuries go? Has something to do with the goaltender. Oh, are we talking about Robin? Yeah, Robin. My Lander. good old buddy, Robin, Robin Lanner. You know what I was going to say. Meaner. Yeah. The best thing that could have happened to the Vegas Golden Knights is Robin Leonard having surgery. And how, what does he have? Like 18 bankruptcies or what? I don't know, what is it, Ponzi schemes and money he owes to people. Robin Leonard was a cancer and a distraction to this team. Uh, that That's exactly what he was. And he. I'm so glad he wasn't there yesterday, by the way. Because that would have been another distraction. He didn't deserve to be there. Robin Leonard did not deserve to be on the ice wearing a Vegas Golden Knights jersey last night. He didn't deserve to be there. I think he still gets a championship ring, which is a travesty. He does not deserve to be in the arena. You know, a guy like Phil Kessel, I'm really happy for. Uh, been in the league for how long now? He's a journeyman. Uh, even though he was a healthy scratch for for latter ends of the postseason, Phil Kessel was a big part of this team when they acquired him. He helped this team win. Jonathan Quick didn't see a ton of action, certainly not in postseason, but Jonathan Quick deserves a lot of accolades for his veteran leadership, and there's no question he helped Aiden Hill along the way, along many other people. You know, having a guy like Petrangelo on this team who knows what it takes to win a Stanley Cup because he won one, along with Jonathan Quick. And it's nice to know that you still have some of those original misfits that have been here since day one, right? The Riley Smiths of the world, the Carlsons of the world, the Marshesos of the world. You know, these are guys that have been here. They've been here since day one. They love this city. They love playing here. They probably can't picture themselves playing anywhere else. I haven't heard any. And, and how happy, by the way, is Eichel? I haven't even mentioned his name once today. How happy is Eichel 
to be playing hockey in this city compared to Buffalo. I know that, uh, uh, listen, I understand that this guy up here, Brian Blessing, we got a the Brian Blessing studio picture. I know he wouldn't be too happy with me saying this. It's blasphemy. But I can't imagine that Eichel enjoyed his time playing in Buffalo. I can't imagine. I can't. And I think Brian Blessing would agree with me on that. Eichel did not enjoy playing for the Sabres. These were not the days of Dominic Hasek, right? These were not the days of the Sabres, you know, contending in, you know, for a Stanley Cup. I think Brian would agree with me on that. Uh, even as big of a Buffalo Sabres fan as he was, Eichel was a kid in a candy store when Buffalo got rid of him. He did not enjoy playing there. He took cheap shots at the fans. And you could see how happy he is and he was when he put on that Vegas Golden Knights jersey. There are a lot of players that would love to be playing here in Las Vegas for a lot of different reasons. Uh, taxes, for one. Fans here are phenomenal. And I know that you can call them bandwagon fans. You could say, you know, and listen, in some cases, you're right. Vegas Golden Knights fans are very spoiled. There's a lot of people in this town, particularly members of the media, that don't know anything about hockey, that have never covered hockey, and yet there are there are people that are going to be doing radio shows later today that are going to be talking, and I'm not talking about anybody on this station, by the way. I'm talking about other people on other stations, okay, that have never, I've never seen them at a Vegas Golden Knights game. There are people in this town that do radio shows every single day, Monday through Friday, and I literally haven't seen them at one Vegas Golden Knights game. How can you do a radio show every day? This is supposed to be a top 25 market, and I think it's going to be a top 10 market within 10 years. How can you talk about the Vegas Golden Knights and cover a professional hockey team when you haven't gone to one game in six years? You are an embarrassment to the city, and you shouldn't be on the air. Let me just start off by saying that. Tell you, tell us how you really feel, Brian. No, I'm, listen, I'm serious. There are people in this town that talk about, talk like they're, they're hockey experts when they never covered hockey in their entire life. I grew up with hockey. I've been watching since I was eight years old. I'm not saying I'm, I'm Mr. Know-it-all hockey. Some people think they are in this town. I'm not, but I'm able to carry a conversation and I know a little bit about hockey because I've been watching it and covering it my whole life. There are people in this town that have never even been to a Vegas Golden Knights game that are on the air every day and that, and and that, and that cover the team, which is a joke. It's a joke. It's also a joke in my personal opinion. You don't do uh, anybody justice when you don't actually conduct interviews and go to the Stanley Cup Finals and cover it, yet you're talking about it. That's just that's just my personal criticisms from a media perspective. I don't understand this city when it comes to the media and how they cover certain teams here. But again, that's just my personal opinion, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. And I think anybody who knows me knows exactly who I'm talking about. And again, it's nobody at this station. Okay, People that talk Vegas Golden Knights in this station actually go to games. They actually cover the team. Okay? That's what you're supposed to do. Jackasses. Anyway, thought I'd leave it on a really negative note. Only the way Brian Shapiro can do it. No, congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. I want to thank my guest, Derek England, for joining us. He was phenomenal. Uh, how about the Maloof brothers joining us on the show? Gavin and Joe Maloof, great guys. And I uh, really appreciate them taking the time to uh, join us on the show. They're a big part of this, man. They're a big part of the Vegas Golden Knights family. So really nice to have them on. Uh, tomorrow, Blake Wynn's going to be joining us in studio. Uh, Guy David wasn't feeling very good today, a little bit under the weather. He, he plans on joining us tomorrow. Hopefully he gets better. And uh, we're going to have some fun. We'll probably get into a little bit of politics tomorrow, too, of course. And a preview of... 
the parade. We'll probably get more information on where the parade's going to be starting, where it's going to be ending. Uh, but I can tell you one thing. It probably won't be starting on Ogden or 9th Avenue. I can tell you... Uh, to some of our listeners' disappointment, it will not be starting at Crack Alley. It will be starting on the Las Vegas Strip. So please follow me on uh, YouTube, PTL Radio Show, where you can watch the show live, listen live, and watch live. And uh, all social media platforms, PTL Radio Show um, on Twitter. And uh, we're on Twitch. We're on TikTok. We're everywhere, man. So check us out on all forms of social media. And uh, I appreciate it, everybody. It's been a fun 24 hours for me personally. I'll speak from my own standpoint. It's been a wild 20 ride the last 24 hours, and I'm really proud of the Vegas Golden Knights and what they've been able to accomplish. Uh, phenomenal franchise, and they have a lot to, 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 to uh, be grateful for and thankful for. Uh, the city has certainly embraced them, and they've earned it. They've earned the, the respect of uh, the product they put on the ice. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Go Knights, go. Congratulations. We'll see you tomorrow.